Welcome to the podcast today for June 11th, 2016. First of all, commiserations to all you poor England fans out there. <laughs> it's amazing how if you if England had won that game 1-0, the entire English media would have been like, job done, played pretty well, showed very promising signs, everything's cool. And then, last minute equaliser, the, the, the whole torrent's in crisis, the English team is about to collapse, everything is a disaster. Most importantly though, for poor brother Ed, England cost him 200 bucks tonight. So suck it England, why don't you go and be not bad at football? On the other hand, congratulations to Wales, who won their first game in Euro 2016, and uh, to Dimitri Payet for being a really, really good footballer. We had an office pool where part of it was picking the golden ball winner, and I was going to go slightly outside the box by picking either Payet or Kante, and I settled on Kante, and it's probably going to be Payet, isn't it? Payet's more flashy, even though Kante had a very good game in his own right last night. Today is June 11, 2016. Tomorrow is June 12, 2016, which is Slammiversary Day. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's extremely excited about Slammiversary. I'm sure you're hyped. I was going to run down the card, but spur of the moment. Let's talk about some great Slammiversary matches. Styles Daniels against AMW 2006. It came out in 2007, actually, which was probably Chris Harris's last ever great match, which is a weirdly specific thing to think about for that match in particular. 2010 featured a very good Kurt Angle Kazarian opener. 2011 featured a very good... Gun Money, they were called. James Storm and Alex Shelley against the British Invasion match. That was a good, solid match. Also, that show had AJ Styles against Billy Wright last month standing, which was a, an utterly tremendous match. Like, fantastic on every level. And Crowingle Drift Art in the main event of that show. That was pretty good. 2012 was probably one of my favourite TNA pay-per-views ever, top to bottom. If you're ever bored and have three hours, go watch that show. That show was great. Just top to bottom. Brilliant show. Also, it was AJ Styles and Kurt Angle against Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, which is so much fun. Love that match. 2013, mm, Bully and Sting in the main event is okay. Otherwise, not much on that show. Oh, they did have Gail Kim against Taryn Terrell now that I think about it. And that match was like, shockingly good. Gail Kim made Taryn Terrell look excellent. And Taryn Terrell's not excellent. And a Styles Angle match as well, but Styles Angle matches are, are commonplace at this stage. There's been a lot of them. And that wasn't a bad match, it was a very good match, but it wasn't among their best. And then 2014, didn't have much going for it. Good main event. And actually the opener had a spot where Manic hit a sunset with powerbomb onto a ladder onto Davey Richards, which is just stupid. It's a stupid spot. Main event, Eric Young, Lashley, and Austin Aries. That was a very good match in its own right, especially considering the main event was supposed to be Eric Young against MVP, and we're better off because it wasn't, especially because we got Lashley coming out of that. Lashley won the world title instead of what I assume was supposed to be MVP winning the world title, and that's trading up in every regard. And then last year's anniversary had Austin Aries and Davey Richards. That was a good match, actually. I didn't think about it. James Storm and Magnus. Solid. And even the King of the Mountain main event, which was Jarish, Matt Hardy, Eric Young, Drew Galloway, and Bobby Roode. It was a good King of the Mountain match. The best King of the Mountain match since they've revived the King of the Mountain match. But tomorrow's show has nine matches currently announced. Also Pepper Parks, or Braxton Sutter, if you will, which is... Look, I, I don't have an objection to weird names, but if your name is Braxton Sutter, you better be a heel. It's a very obnoxious name. <laughs> He's said he'll be at the show if he does have a match. Uh, Rockstar spot is probably most likely. As in terms of disposable people who aren't currently booked. That's uh, just a general generic squash match where he beats a nobody, but I, that kind of serves no purpose. Mahabli Shearer and Grado against the Tribunal. Basile Baraka and Baron Dax with Al Snow. I'm sure aside from Grado's... And, well, Grado and Shearer's dancing. Both are fond of dancing. Though I've seen Shearer sp- practicing springboards, so when he breaks out his trademark springboard double axe handle, don't you pretend to be shocked. This match is what it is. It should be fun. Fine. Hopefully. Not too long. 
it's too long, that'll be a serious, horrible problem. As if it has too much Al Snow, that will also be a serious, horrible problem. Well, tag titles decay against the Bromance. Abyss is the only person wrestling on the show who was on the first Slammiversary show, and in fact, on the first ever TNA show as Justice. Then he was gone for here and came back. So only Storm really has a right to claim to be a true original. But Storm's not booked. I assume they had plans for Storm as part of Beer Money, and once Rude left, it's just like, well, can I have nothing for you now, James? I like the Bromans. Bromans are a good team. They're a better team than most people give them credit for. And they're beginning to find their stride, and Jesse Cutter's actually has been looking good lately. He's a good babyface comeback in him. And Robbie E's always been solid. More solid than anyone ever gives him credit for. Poor Robbie E. People just saw the gimmick back in the day, and that's what they still associate with him. But he can go. He, he can have a solid match with pretty much anybody. Eli Drake against Bram. <laughs> Jade against Sienna. There's also Gail Kim against Maria Canales, but Maria is injured. So they could put Gail Kim against Ali. That would be the probably the easiest fit, or well, actually probably the easiest fit is just take the match off the show. There's nine matches on the show anyway. Ten if Braxton Sutter has a match, so just take it off. Leave it at nine. Give the time to Jade and Sienna instead. Let them have a good match. Don't turn into a tag team match or some silliness like that. Don't overbook it by throwing people out there. Just let, let the ladies have a good match. They're good wrestlers. Let good wrestlers have good matches. That should be a rule that should be like written on the, the kind of archway of every pro wrestling company. Just let good wrestlers have good matches. Speaking of good wrestlers, good matches. Traveller, Eddie Edwards, DJD, and Andrew Ever, exhibition title. This is a Slammiversary preview, by the way. I don't think I ever outright said that. I just started talking about Slammiversary. But, um... Yeah, I'm previewing Slammiversary. <laughs> X-Title match should be a fun X-Division match. I hope it'll be more than that. I, I desperately hope it'll be more than that, but it probably won't have the chance because these are four extremely talented guys. They could have a really high-end match if you gave them the opportunity to, but they probably won't have that opportunity, so... The Miracle Mike Bennett against EC3, which is an interesting match because it has a very good story going in. The, the EC3 and Mike Bennett have done good work. They're playing kind of two sides of the same coin. They're relatively speaking the same person, except Mike Bennett is basically 2013 EC3 and EC3 is 2016 EC3. And EC3 obviously would, would clash with himself. They say opposites detract. So the inherent reverse of that is similarities disattract. I don't think that's anything. I don't think some of those words are even words, but you know what I mean. It's a big test for Mike Bennett. He doesn't have a history of having great matches and I think he needs to have a great match. And him and EC3 with the right kind of match and the right kind of environment, they, that can work. They can have a great match. I think that's in them. We'll see whether they deliver. I hope they deliver because I think this is a card of two halves. The bottom half doesn't look particularly compelling and the top half could be actually solid, fairly solid if the matches deliver. But I think what that top half kind of hinges on is Bennett and EC3 delivering more than anything else. And they're capable of it. They're, they are certainly capable of it. But we'll see whether or not they actually do. Uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Matt and Jeff Hardy having a Full Metal Mayhem match should not be amusing, but it is. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you somehow have not seen the Matt and Jeff Hardy segment from two weeks ago on Impact, there's a director's cut on YouTube that has like half a million views at this stage, justifiably, because it's crazy and brilliant and absurd and totally over the top, and Matt Hardy is talking in his wacky voice, posing for, for like a, a drone camera as it swoops in and out over his head, and it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, and then go watch the parody EC3 and Company did. If you haven't seen that, seriously, just go watch it. The whole thing is tremendous. The, the, the Hardy's having a ladder match. You know what you're going to get. It's Jeff having a ladder match. You know what you're going to get. Hopefully it can be more than just like a really fun stunt show where Jeff jumps off some stuff. Hopefully it can be a little more substantial than that, but yeah, 
Even if it's not, it should be a good time. Worst case scenario, Jeff jumps off something and is like, ooh, and then move on. But I, I, I think they'll be, they'll be out there to try and have the very best match they can. And they might. Who knows? We'll find out. Tomorrow's anniversary. And main event, Bobby Lashley drew Galloway. It's just a great match on paper. Because Bobby Lashley has turned himself from a kind of big guy who just doesn't seem to have any presence or charisma or personality or just any sense that he has an idea of what's going on. And now he's, he's just a badass. A killer who will spear anything that moves, who actually carries himself with a lot of poise and a lot of sinisterness. He's a scary man. These two are having a tap-out versus knockout match where you can only win by tap-out or knockout. The idea being, I assume, that that favours Lashley. But then Drew Galloway, as he pointed out, I think, in a very quick segment on Impact, which they should have driven a lot more of this home. But, like, Drew Galloway submitted Kurt Angle, so it's not like he doesn't have any submission chops. But I, I have high hopes for this match. More than any match on the show. If this, they, this match goes the way you'd hope this match goes, just just two big lads wailing on each other for 20 minutes. Well, 15 15 minutes. It could be a really good match, and I really hope it is that. I hope it delivers as as because TNA do two pay per views a year now. This evening, Bound for Glory is a pay per view, but the past is very little indicator of the future these days for TNA. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get from TNA. Two pay per views a year. You want their pay per views to be somewhat memorable, and we don't get very many TNA pay per views, so we don't get very many kind of long form wrestling matches. And hopefully, we'll get a few on this show, especially in the spots that matter. So there's a slam anniversary preview for you. If you'd like to read an extended version of those thoughts, because I zoomed through that, if you'd like to read the extended version of that, the 2700-ish word version, you can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com and check out that preview, which I wrote with my hands. See, I'm, I'm a multi, multi-platform multi kind of content creator. I use, I use my hands to make words and my mouth to make words. But it's all words at the end of the day, I suppose. <laughs> I'm rambling. By the way, Poker Rap will be back at some stage next week. I promise. It will. I swear. Pinky swear. See, I'm sticking my pinky out. So, you know, accept my pinky swear if you're listening out there in podcast land. You can listen to new episodes of podcast today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash GWSKK. You can listen to new episodes of the weekend show at that link. There will be an episode for this week. It'll be closer to Monday because scheduling is working for all the Euro games tomorrow. I'm working again tomorrow. So, and I think Ken was working this weekend as well. So, colliding schedules, but there will be an episode. It'll be about Brexit. I'm sure that'll be great fun. Subscribe on iTunes, follow on SoundCloud, follow me on Twitter at GarrettKidney, G-A-O-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y, and you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.